God can smile with I come to talk with you again. It's Maddie and Patty. Coast to coast. Uh, from Brooklyn, this is Pat McMenamin to San Francisco. It's Matt Youngner. Say hello, Maddie. Hey, Patty. Welcome. Dark times. Dark times, indeed. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hour with Maddie and Patty. Uh, we are two self-aware but unapologetic homers who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the Browns, the Tribe, and the Cavs. So if you'd like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective, you've come to the right place. Maddie, this is a familiar feeling, isn't it? All too familiar. Uh, yes, the, the Browns lost their 11th consecutive season opener to the New York Jets yesterday, 31-10, to 10, in, oh. a man, in a manner that uh, I've become all too accustomed to. Their 21st starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns since 1999 did not last beyond the first series. We had five turnovers or six? I think just five. Three from Manziel, one from Gibson. The one from McCown, right? You know what? Yeah, but there was the uh, the non-fumble recovery that felt like a turnover. Uh, yes. uh, we'll talk about in a second. So really, five five-ish turnovers and a general embarrassment on both sides of the ball. Ah, Browns football is back. Feel the excitement. That's <laughs> the excitement. <laughs> uh, but Maddie, uh, I for one have not hit rock bottom yet. I am determined. Terrifying. I am, det I am determined. <laughs> I am determined to find something positive out of this game, and I will deliver. Uh, so we're going to start with the breakdown of what went so horribly, horribly wrong for the Browns in their season opener before turning to more happy things, like the Tribe's playoff chase. <laughs> it's a legitimate playoff chase. Don't, don't, make, that, don't make that sarcastic laughter. No, it wasn't sarcastic. That was sad, pathetic laughter. <laughs> Likewise. That, that, that's something to be genuinely excited about still, uh, uh, even if it ended on a disappointing note last night. Uh, uh, and before we check out, we'll check in on TT and the latest Cavs news. Not much to talk about there, but we'll, uh, we'll get to that. Uh, so, Maddie, let's go on to the Browns. I'll start with my opening thoughts. Uh, I felt like four things decided that game. And, again, this is my positive spin on it. There were three gut-wrenching and improbable breaks. Oops, hold on. I'm just shutting that down. Three uh, uh, gut-wrenching and improbable calls, uh, breaks, excuse me, the uh, McCown fumble, mm. uh, an, an amazing opening drive. I mean, that was like, we went from, we went, drove 90 yards, controlled nine minutes a clock. Yeah, just chewing up the clock. That was it great. Was, it was four straight third downs, four straight thir three third down co uh, conversions. One of them, you know, the first one actually, uh, 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 McCown diving for a first down and taking a big hit that I didn't like, but, you know, I was like, all right, well, we got the first down. He wasn't laying himself out that much. You know, he was taking a hit, but it was a measured hit. It was not the worst play, but I wasn't happy about it. Um, and then uh, it ends on this great drive where you think he's got the touchdown. You can see in the background of the play, Joe Thomas, you know, raising his arms up for a touchdown, which was, you know, which little did he know he was dooming his quarterback to be killed mm -hmm. by, by showing such confidence. Uh, and then uh, he, you know, McCown dove into three defensive players for the end zone and got destroyed. That that and also the ball. He had a chance to get the fumble, but the ball bounced away from him. He was he he wasn't knocked out in the play, which is crazy. Even though yeah. he got knocked out of the game with a concussion. Uh, so that was the first one. Lost a touchdown there. Uh, number two, there was the interception fumble. Uh, that was, that you know, was our tough. And our defense started out great. Got you know we got, got a couple stops. Uh, uh, you know we we got a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Uh, a lot of crushing hits uh, uh, led to some good plays. Uh, and then. Uh, 
Yeah, that interception, immediate strip fumble, which reminded me, there's a play, actually. I remember looking this up as a kid. Al Toon, you did this to the Browns, where we got an interception. He literally stripped it out of their hands and ran for a touchdown. That was a great play by Marshall. Oh, amazing play. An amazing play. Uh, but, again, incredibly improbable, right? And they yes, end up getting – very unlikely. Changing Maurice Claret in the national championship game in 02. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, they, and they end up getting a touchdown there. Uh, and then there's the Jets uh, recovering that terrible snap. I don't know how that happened. We tackled the quarterback. The ball was free, and somehow the ball bounced right into his hands. Yeah, it was just an unlucky bounce, in my A opinion. Crazy unlucky bounce. That could have that should have been a touchdown because we would have had the ball on the two yard line. I think we could have popped it in from there. And even then, that incredibly uh, we had that crazy catch from Brian Hartline, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, we missed a touchdown uh, pass from Johnny Manziel by inches. Uh, foot just barely on the line. Uh, you know, so some bad breaks, Maddie. That, would, that could have had us up 21-7 in half. Yeah, easily. Easily, right? Yeah, for uh, sure. Instead, we're down 14-10. Uh, and then the second half starts, and we just completely melt down. And that was the, um, the fourth defining. The That's your fourth thing, is that they just quit? The fourth thing is that we just quit. We quit when <laughs> we were down 14-10. Johnny threw the interception, and they scored an easy touchdown with a short field. Uh, you know, then we were down uh, 21-10, and Johnny started to press and started to try and do things. That he didn't. He started to try and force the action, which he wasn't doing in the first half. Honestly, he was. He was. He looked like an NFL quarterback checking down, calmly going to the open man, not trying to do too much, scrambling when it was there, but not going crazy, not extending the plays. You know, in the pocket like he did when he gave that strip sack fumble. Uh, you know, it, it's just like that. So take away yeah. those three. Take away those three improbable breaks, and I feel like we don't get blown out. Now, that's not still like it's still pretty awful. It's still bad. But if those Cleveland moments don't happen, you know, I feel like we have a chance. Mm. That's, that's, the best, that's the best I can do. But I have other things, that, uh, other qualifying factors. But Maddie, I, I've been uh, uh, uncharacteristically uh, taking up all yeah, the options. Dominating so the conversation here, Pat. I mean, this is this is unlikely, Maddie. So uh, let, let me let me concede the floor to you, my friend. Maddie, <laughs> did, I just, did I just destroy? <laughs> this is how Maddie protests. Uh, his computer decides to take this moment to uh, crash and uh, completely give up. Uh, we're going to resume with Maddie's thoughts here in about five minutes. So uh, everyone, uh, stand by here. Now you're back. Oh, you're back. What happened? I don't know. It just got real, uh, real choppy for a minute. That's it's, you're back. This was your. Uh, this is your protest. I take it. I guess. I, I got to do something to slow you down. <laughs> All right, Matty, uh, uh, go ahead. Give, give me your, your, uh, your take. So I, I felt that way throughout the first half, right, that we were just getting bad, bad bounces, I, exactly the same way. That's what I was saying to the people I was watching the game with. Um, and you're right. I think it could have been a lot closer if those things hadn't gone our way. Honestly, Manziel's play was sort of a positive. Totally. I mean, this is with a bar extremely low for me thinking there's no way he can be an NFL, close to an NFL quarterback. And he looked something close to an NFL quarterback, right? I mean, he wasn't great, but if that's your backup quarterback, that's not the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but, God, once you get beyond that stuff and you start looking at some other things, man, it was brutal. Brutal. Brutal, and all the things that we thought were things we could count on with this team, which is a competent to good defense and a solid offensive line. Mm-hmm. I don't think we saw any of that. Zero ability to run the ball. Yep. And I mean zero. Yeah. 
Um, no ability to stop the run, which is a disturbing tr continuation of last season's trend, despite our investments in that area. Mm -hmm. um, our secondary, our much ballyhooed secondary looked bad. Joe Hayden just eaten alive by Brandon Marshall. Yeah, that was a bad game. Who was acquired for a fifth-round draft pick, by the way? Mm -hmm. Do you think we could have offered the fourth-round draft pick we wasted on Vince Mayo for him and maybe gotten him, Pat? <laughs> Do you think that would have been possible, Matty? Wide receivers aren't important. Uh, uh, we, we, we could pick them up off. Uh, uh, you know, we could pick them up undrafted and make superstars out of them. But, uh, you know, that's, look, all, look at look at what uh, uh, the, the Seahawks did. Maddie. Yeah, the that's Seahawks our model. Are, that's our model. Um, so like the, those breaks aside, and and also the Jets are not good. Like they have a nice defense, but their offense is no. They're yeah. That's terrible. That's a, that's a key point. Uh, 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 their defense is good, and, and we can talk about that a little bit when we talk about the offensive line and how poor they looked and how poor our offense looked in general. Uh, but that 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 offense is terrible. I mean, they still have a decent line that, that uh, was built actually by uh, Man Genius. Uh, they, they still have most of the pieces, I think, from that line that, that he built between Mangold and uh, yeah, Dabrikashaw, right? So that yeah, they have a they have a pretty good line. I, I'll give them that. Uh, they've always had a decent ability to run the ball, but uh, they have, you know, fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And, you know, look, they had two good receivers. You know, obviously Brandon Marshall ate us alive, and Decker's a solid wide receiver. But, uh, you know, that – I yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. Uh, however, however – Unless we're wrong and the Jets are a really good team this year, right? That's my like, point. I mean, that's always a caveat at the beginning of the year. You think you know how the NFL is going to shake out in terms of who's good or bad, and usually that gets upended a bit. And maybe this is a, a one of those – Upended. Yeah, let, let's let's skip ahead uh, uh, to talk about the running game for a second, and, and we can get back to some other things. Uh, but you know, I, I think I think our running game had a lot of things going against it. One is I, I think that Jets defensive line is pretty fucking good. Uh, they already had some decent talent there to begin with. They had a decent core, and they just drafted some fucking studs um, uh, to to add on to that line. I think that's a yeah, that's a real tough matchup. That's fair. Our offensive line is supposed to be very good. That's supposed to be the best part of our team, one of the top five offensive lines in the league. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that you, you know, maybe we battled them to a standstill, that we did not battle them to a standstill. They mm -hmm. crushed us. Right. I mean, at the same time – It wasn't close. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys last night, I mean, they ended up winning that game. Um, they're supposed to have, like, the best uh, running, you know, uh, offensive line in all of football. You know, the Giants still a good defense, but they aren't what they used to be. Uh, the Cowboys had a real hard time running the ball last night too. So uh, I think it's a little early to say a uh, total disaster. I'm going to give some, a few other uh, 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 points uh, of emphasis. Um, I, yeah, not, not you got to admit the canary is wheezing in the coal mine oh, right oh, now. It, it is, it is, this, is, this is not a good sign, put it that way. Obviously it's not a good sign. But is it, is it time to give up? No, this is a good defensive line, one. Two, uh, uh, the uh, position coach for this offensive line, uh, as you may have heard, uh, has been arrested for assault. Uh, you know, they choking a woman. Choking a woman. Uh, this, I mean, that was like a week before the season opener, so they yeah. haven't had a lot of time to recover here. I mean, I'm sure they all know what they're doing. Uh, I guess. I mean, it's a veteran offensive line, though, right? Uh, it yeah, is. It is. It is. Uh, but they had a zone scheme last year. Or do they, they still have a zone scheme now, don't they? Or do, yeah. do they? No, I think they do. I, I'm unclear. I thought they were going to continue that scheme. I couldn't see it very much. Um, so I, I don't know. And a couple of times, frustratingly, you saw a lot of holes open up, and this is not good for my fantasy football team. But Crow, 
uh, there's one run that was a gigantic hole opened up, and he just ran right into a defensive player. Yeah, it was weird. I know what you're talking Se- about. Second hand off of the game. I was like, that's that's not good. Thirteen dollars um, well spent, Patty. <laughs> not not looking good for Patty McMenamin. Uh, on that score, uh, another score is uh, uh, it's still it's still crushing the fool, Scott Fuller. So uh, yeah, uh, uh, what, what, not, now that you brought it up, um, uh, fr- friends of the podcast will know uh, our friend Scooter, who is um, uh, you know just the heel of our uh, pool of friends. He's awful. He's he's, he's on the, like the ultimate heel turn, just in terms of Cleveland sports in general. Uh, he jinxes the Indians left and right. He says sports doesn't matter. He still won't root for the Cavs. Refused to watch the Cavs. Refuses to watch the Cavs. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, he went to a game. You know, he went to two games right last year uh, that I know of, at least I can vouch for. Uh, but that was it, it you know. Um, but, I mean, I don't even know if he cares about the Browns. I think he cares about the Browns. I mean, he seemed to be excited about the game. But, he cares. Yeah, he cares. So I guess, I guess he's a Browns fan. I don't know. It's pretty pathetic. Anyway, so I had a lot going into it. And, and the thing is, you know, fantasy football is the one thing that a Browns fan has to look forward to uh, each Sunday. <laughs> it's, That's about it, it. It, there's, there's a chance you have of that going well. Not only my beating uh, Scooter, who, who panned my team uh, uh, this year. I think year. he called it the worst in the league. He called it the worst in the league. Uh, and uh, I'm, I, am, I've, I think I'm in the running for um, the lo- most lopsided defeat in our league's history this weekend. It's getting there. It's getting there. I, I don't think I've got a chance there. I think somebody like had 19 points. Somebody had 100 sometime. But Scooter's about to top out around 50 points, and I'm I'm I've got not a chance at 130. So that's that's pretty bad. So it's it's just it just it just feels good, you know. It just mm-hmm. makes you feel it makes you forget about these things. It just also what I'm doing. I'm not just I'm not just beating him. It's it's getting to the point. It's like that scene in Fight Club. You know where he says, "I just want to destroy something beautiful." He just he just stops. He just he can't stop pounding the guy, and his face looks like uh, ground chuck. Yeah, the fight. That's what this is like. Someone just stop the fight, and I just keep going. I just keep pounding on them. Ah, feels good, Manny. Uh, getting sure. back, getting back to depressing matters. Um, so yeah, the other reasons. Yeah, I said uh, the jet line is just D line is good. Uh, the offensive line coach I think is a big factor. Also, we played from behind for most of the second half. So uh, you know, the Jets' running game didn't really get going until the second half when they were just pounding it down our throats, and we were tired. Uh, you see that happen in a lot of games where, where you can hold a team in check on the running game for a half and then you get destroyed. We couldn't do that because they got to pin their ears back and just rush the quarterback left and right. Um, which, again, why don't you run some runs? And whenever we did run some runs, we couldn't get anything going, so I don't know. But I, I feel like that does – play action? Did you see one play action pass all game? Uh, yeah. No, I saw a couple. Uh, uh, they just didn't they do did? anything. Nothing happened. Yeah, uh, uh, I, 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 I saw them a couple them. times. Because uh, you didn't remember them because they were, they were unnotable. <laughs> they were without – they were not – Worth remarking on. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I, there are some excuses, uh, but they are what they are, excuses. So oh, we'll, buddy. We'll, we'll, we'll see. It does not look good, but I, I'm, not, I'm not willing to give up on these guys yet. This is the same offensive line that did what it did last year. So <laughs> let's not give up on them yet. <clears throat> um, but uh, uh, let's talk about McCown's opening drive. Can we talk about something positive for a second? Sure. Uh, that looked great. It felt pretty good. I mean, uh, besides the fact that we couldn't really run the ball at all during it, besides him. Yeah. And that but we I, were, and that if you, it, now there's a theory in football that there is third down conversions are, are there's a lot of luck involved with them. It's true. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got, as you mentioned earlier, it was all, we were not getting all first downs. downs on first and second down. It was all third down conversions, right? Mm-hmm. 
uh, any one of which could have been stopped and would have blown up the place. So with that caveat that it's a little, there's probably a little luck involved there, and we still could not demonstrate an ability to run the ball, which is supposed to be the entire bedrock of our offense and the one thing we're reasonably capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look great. <laughs> well, I like I like the out patterns. I like the smart the smart passing plays he had. The third down plays, you know, that we actually had, they were wide open. It was good. It was solid seeing a, seeing a competent NFL quarterback. Uh, and I just I, it was unconscionable the way he was trying to take hits. He's thirty six years. He's our fucking age. Yeah, I sort of liked it honestly. I think I still do, even though he was. I mean, I know it's stupid, and this is not a, a smart opinion, but I sort of like <laughs> that he's out there. Did he el- try yeah, to elway himself into the end zone? That that got me fired up. Uh, yeah, I, it, <laughs> no, I know it's stupid. <laughs> it's such a terrible God. At least somebody was trying play. out there. I like it so much more than the half-ass effort that almost everybody else on that team was giving throughout the day. Uh, at least somebody yeah, gave a fuck. Yeah, fair enough. I'd like it if he was twenty-three. <laughs> I don't know. It's not any better if he's like it's. It's bad to have your starting quarterback knocked out, right? Like I understand that, but at least he cared. Well, Johnny Manziel. I mean, seriously, I this is – if the beef with this team all through the preseason and what you heard from media was, yeah, it doesn't look too intense in practice. Nobody looks very intense. Mm-hmm. There's no spirit. There's no fight on this team. That's what we saw in that game from everybody. Who looked who looked fired up in that game besides McCown? Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe Manziel a little bit. This who is a good point. Like they were killing it out there. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, I can't think of anybody. I mean, I thought that Heartline thought, a little. Heartline looked good. I thought uh, again we had we talked about Johnny Manziel. I thought he came out solid. Like I mean, look, we'll talk about the second half in a second. But I think that was mostly uh, rookie trying to press, trying to come from behind, trying to do too much. Uh, I, I mean, Manziel also seemed like in the second half he had absolutely no clock going on in his head. Right, like that yeah. the clock the quarterbacks have that's like one second, two second, three second. I gotta get rid of this ball. Mm. Doesn't look like he's got that. I oh no, I I think also Johnny was getting a little getting a little too excited about himself, seeing that he had to make some stuff, stuff happen and was trying to extend plays and do too much, and that and that's why his clock broke down. And his clock is different. Like you do the spin move, and he's like, oh great, I'm I've got a play, and just forgets about the fact that dude, guys are fast. They'll come around from the other side and keep pursuing, and they'll strip sack you. Right, you and he's not that fast anymore. No, and I think I think he'll I think he'll learn. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I don't think he'll learn, but he can learn. It's, uh, I think that's something that he can, he can develop still. I don't think it means that he doesn't have a clock in his head. I think he, he you know, I think he got a little carried away with himself. So I, I'll I'll give a, pl- a a thumbs up to Johnny Menzel. But you're right. Uh, uh, Joe Hayden got eaten alive. Dante Whitner. Can we talk about how terrible Dante Whitner was in this game? Looked awful. Awful. Missing tackles. Uh, not uh, being much of a, of a field general out there. He's been terrible since we picked him up, to be honest. I haven't seen him do anything I big. Think I he was terrible seen, last year. I didn't see any okay. big hits. I didn't see any big hits. I saw him miss a lot of tackles. I see him get beat a couple of times. I, I, I noticed him more when things were going bad. And that's not what you want out of, uh, out of that, that kind of safety. Would you rather have TJ Ward? You want to notice him making some big plays, and I'm just not seeing it. And I, like, I want to believe. I love – I don't know. How's he, been, how's he been doing? I haven't been watching the, the Broncos a ton. Actually, I think he's hurt. He's been he's okay. Pretty, I mean, that, good last year. And that was that was the knock. Yeah, that was the that was the knock on on uh, TJ War was he he was kind of always injury prone. Uh, but no, I, I'm just saying Dante Hitner has been disappointing. Uh, so How about far. Our I loved Pat, Were they good? 
No, I mean, did you see Kruger at all except when he got uh, offsides? They were terrible. At one time? Did we have any sacks, Pat? Maddie, you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're chopping up a little bit. Hey, Maddie, we have two live viewers right now, I can see. That's exciting. Disturbing. Pat, yeah. did we have any sacks in that game? I don't think we did. No, zero. Did we? Zero. Do you remember no. us getting to and pressuring the quarterback at all? Yes, in the first two or three series, our defense had a couple crushing hits, uh, had some good pressure, and they just completely vanished. Completely vanished. We had, you know, we started out well. I, I liked the way our defense looked in the first couple of series, and then it just they either made an adjustment, or our defense just stopped trying. I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened. It's terrible. Ugh, both are damning. Oh, incredibly, incredibly. Um, and it I, makes I, me more concerned about what I something I didn't think we had to be concerned about, which is Petten and just his ability to get a team ready to play, right? Like, I have serious concerns about that now. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, I'm very concerned about that. Petten was the one positive I felt like going into the season, so um, this is this is very disconcerting for me. Uh, he was my one – I really want to believe in Petten. Uh, I, think I, I think I may have texted that to our friends during the game. I want to believe in him, and this is not – does not speak well of him. No. That's a major piece of evidence against them. Then again, you know, uh, the team did not show up against the Texans when we were uh, uh, in town for our big sports palooza weekend with friends. For sure. Uh, last season, uh, you know, that was a big game, and our team did not show up for a very winnable game. Um, however, however, that's my point is that we, we you know, uh, you can have a down game here and there. Let's see what happens in week two um, against the Titans. The Titans who just destroyed <laughs> – uh, uh, the Bucks. The Bucks. The Bucks. Uh, what was it? Thirty, forty? How many points did they score? Uh, it was a bigger blowout than ours. I stopped paying attention. It was like twenty-eight to six. It's you know that was a huge blowout. Mariota looked really good. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. We'll see what the Browns are able to do with that. Um. So Pat, the one thing this this reminded. So I obviously I feel really down right now and. Mm. Uh, I guess we're not at rock bottom. You tell me I'm not at rock bottom, which is scary. But um, the one thing that, that that pulled me out a little bit was in 2007, yes. the season where we went 10-6 and six and missed mm -hmm. the playoffs, just you know, got jammed up. Um, the first game of that year, we got crushed by the Steelers. Mm -hmm. I mean crushed, embarrassed. 50, it, it was, was like 51 nothing. And it wasn't that bad. I think we, I think we might – well, it was in the 40s. We lost by – they scored 40 was, points. We maybe had was, nine points, three point, six points. It was 34 to seven. But it, was, but it wasn't even that close. Yeah. And we looked awful. Charlie Fry was the starter, and I can't remember if he got hurt or just pulled for incompetence, and they put DA in, and he didn't look any better. And I came out of that game, and I was like, let's just fire Cornell right now. Like, why yeah. are we even going to wait through the season? This is yep. awful. That game was at home, too. Yep. It was – as bad as it gets, and I was totally ready to write the season off. And then they came back and won that shootout against the uh, the Bengals. Bengals. Yep, I was there for that game. Da, I mean, he started to go nuts. Um, I'm looking at their schedule right now. We lost a really close one in Oakland to the Raiders, mm -hmm. uh, and they came back and, and and obviously had a had a competent, uh, more than competent season that year. Probably our best season, even though so, we made the playoffs. Yeah, so I'll say even even though. I, I definitely felt as dark after that first game in 2007 as I do now, and we were able to recover. So there's there's some merit to, the, to that that so opinion. That it's just a game. Teams can crap a bed. Things can change. I get that. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying, I'm <laughs> saying there's a chance. 
<laughs> you know, the other funny thing during that game that I thought was that we we found a way to totally neutralize a shutdown cornerback, which is we just don't have a really good wide receiver. So Darrell <laughs> Revis is just totally wasted. Congratulations <laughs> shutting down Brian Hartline, Darrell. It's genius. <laughs> right? <laughs> they won't see it coming. <laughs> it's true. You're right. We totally neutralized that. Great. <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> that is very true. Uh, no, I, I, I like I, again. I'm I'm focused on finding the silver lining because it's very easy to see. It's like you know, you walk into a room full of rotting corpses. Uh, it's not hard to to point out the stench. Yeah, <laughs> it's not hard. Okay, but, how about how good our punter looks? It looked real good. That was an awesome punt. I forget what the other punts were, but yeah, a couple. Uh, I think he just punted twice. I think they were both over sixty yards. Which is, I mean, that's the funny thing. It's like, wait, we only punted twice, but we we're so terrible. Oh, that's right, turnovers, <laughs> constant that, turnovers. Yeah. So that was a little bit of a bright spot. Um, we also, our, we also, our rookie we also kicker, mm-hmm. our rookie kicker, getting backed up for a what was that? A fifty-eight yard, forty-eight yard extra, extra point, point that he had to kick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that for a second, Maddie. The new extra point rule. Uh, am, you don't like you it. Me? Are you with me? I really, I really hate this. This is just dumb. This is just so stupid. Like, oh, let's make the extra point exciting. No, extra points are just extra points. Just, 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 just stop it. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think anybody missed one yesterday, did they? I didn't no, pay oh, really no, no, good there, attention. I heard there were two. I heard there were two missed extra points yesterday. Well, I guess there must have been because there was a couple times where six points got put on the board early. And they yeah, must have missed no, the extra I, point. I, I, I heard it, I think, uh, during the uh, Ravens-Broncos game. Uh, uh, the, the, one of the announcers mentioned that this that there were two missed extra points. Um, so, so a question I haven't seen answered. So correct me if I'm wrong, Pat, but you can either kick the extra point from whatever yard line you're at now, the 13 or whatever, or you can go for two from the two or three yard line, just like it used to be, right? I mean, you have the choice, yeah. What I don't know is that once you get a penalty and get pushed back on the extra point... Uh, uh, can you elect... Uh, can you elect to go for two? Yeah, I, I, I feel like... It doesn't seem like you can. I feel like that would be not right. Uh, uh, that would be negating the penalty a little bit. Just, just you know, uh, get out of jail free card. And also, also I, I think probably you'd be starting at, at first and eight. Or, or you're starting right, you probably have to back up. You probably Five. have to back up whatever the penalty was. Yeah, so it wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense either way. Maybe you can switch to second... To to, but you'd be pushed back however many yards the penalty is rack up. But, uh, yeah, you can pick a two-point conversion. I think that's the idea of, ooh, let's just force more two-point conversion tries. It's like, I just, yeah. Yeah. I just to, me, to me, it negates the power of the touchdown. The touchdown is important because it's six points guaranteed, at least seven points almost guaranteed, right? But you can yeah. get the extra eight points if you, need to, if you need to make a furious comeback, you know? But you're not going to do it every single time. It, you know, if you did it, it's just, it, 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 if we got, I mean, if you eliminate extra points, would, do you want to eliminate extra points? Should we just have it be six points, but you can always try, and then you have to try for a two-point conversion? Nah, that feels like too much of a, a change to me. Again, because it also it negates the power of the touchdown. Yeah. It's like you get a touchdown, but you know if you you know it, it, the the randomness of the two point conversion then becomes the be all end all of the game, and it makes the game too random. You know what I mean? And I I just that gets annoying. It's like to me, it's the same. The same thing is like is like you know let's double the points the kickers get in fantasy football. To me, yeah. that's sort of what, what they're doing, and that's just the worst thing to do. I can tell you it's going to make me furious when the Browns come back to tie, tie, quote unquote, a game. Yeah. And like, they miss the extra no. point. That's going to drive me insane. And it'll it's happen so to them stupid. for sure. Oh, oh, 100%. It's going to happen a bunch of times. This is the dumbest rule. I, I will be, 
I will be surprised and angry if they don't reverse it next year in the committee or whatever. This is just the dumbest fucking rule. I, I have no patience for this this rule. I, when I heard about it in the preseason, I was like, this happened? This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's interesting. What player made the point that it sort of went against the player safety protocols too? Aaron Rodgers maybe said that? Oh, interesting. That's a good point. I didn't even thought of that. He was Because now you can return the extra points too. Yeah. Block it or, or get an interception on a two point conversion. You can return it for points. So he was like, "This is just like this is just you're setting up more contact plays either by moving it to two point conversions or setting up whatever happens during there's a turnover. This is bad for player safety. Yeah, this is very bad for player safety and just dumb in general. Right, we didn't eliminate kickoffs to just add this back in. Yeah. But I, I, I think I think you're right though. The biggest problem with this, this extra point is that this is like this is a, a rule change designed to fuck Browns fans. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna get us. <laughs> as soon as I heard it announced, I was like, well, I, can't, I know where this is going. I can't wait to watch that game when we lose by missing extra point. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we already we already miss extra points in the midst of games all the time, and they always come back to bite us. That yeah, happens yeah. already with the with the chip shot extra point. We need we need to add twenty yards to the extra point. Like I, I could have taken maybe ten points, just to increase the you know sketchiness. But thirty yards is a tough field goal. Yeah, so it's thirty-three, right? It's like well, it's from the twenty-five yard line, isn't it? Is it that far back? God, it's outside the red zone. No, it's thirty-three yards. It's outside the red zone. Like that, that's just un. Uh, it just makes me so mad. Uh, NFL, you were just just blowing it left and right. Um, all right, yeah, would you think about all right? Would you think about all the, all the penalties? Uh, there was another point I wanted to get to. Um, I have two minds. Uh, I, I, first, I would say, look, the Browns are probably terrible, and th- they probably deserved uh, almost all of them. But the fact that the refs kept getting the announcements wrong, left and right, did you hear them? Like one time, uh, I was like, actually in a crowded bar, so I couldn't hear the announcements. Oh, oh my god! Every at least three occasions, the head referee started announcing the wrong thing, and then stopped. And then somebody came up to him, whispering in his ear, "Oh, oh, sorry. Yes, no, no. It, it's 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 it is a Man. penalty." It's just this and not and not that. It, it, three times, it was so. It was. Oh, like, that's embarrassing. I would have more confidence in you guys if you actually knew what the hell you were doing and saying this stuff. And, but then again, it was always us, not them. There were a couple of really bad, uh, like the hold on Mac. Uh, the hold on Mac, I thought really, was a really, really questionable call. Oh, absolutely questionable. The announcers, of course, were like, "Well, that was that was a hold and a, a takedown." It's like, no, he had his arms inside the pads. Yeah, you're allowed, you're allowed to do that. It's textbook not holding, uh, and then the, the the collapsing on top of him came as the guy was going past. I I don't know the rules well enough. I thought that was okay, uh, like a pancake block. Isn't that what, isn't that, what yeah. that is? I, I didn't have a problem good. with that in the replay. I saw I the chop block was also really close. They got a chop yeah. block on. I think it was our fullback, right? Yeah, and you can't. No, no, it was on uh, Crow. Uh, it was and a Crow. The rule that the announcers were saying the rule is, and I, I didn't know this, uh, you, you, you can do a chop block if they're on the open field. You can't do a chop block if the guy's engaged with another right. uh, lineman. It just uh, was a bang-bang play. Like, like, yeah. Crow went for him, and out. then the guy got engaged, and then he hit him. It was just – I mean, even even the um, – even the uh, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, holding call, the, the, like one of two penalties the Jets had all game. Uh, the, the holding call on their first touchdown drive uh, on um, – uh, Brandon Marshall was kind of. I was like, that's. I mean, it was it was a hold, but the guy was like crossing the goal line by the time the hold was happening. It was weird. 
Oh, yeah, I thought call. that penalty was going to be on the Browns when it was thrown. Oh, to- totally. I was like, oh, what the hell is oh. this going to be? Oh, they, they, also, they also called uh, Mac for – no, no, they, they called Mac for unsportsmanlike conduct after the uh, – The uh, McCown turnover. Fumble, yeah. Which I, I didn't see what happened. He just pushed the guy off the pile. He came he, into the that, pile. He didn't come in that hot. He didn't come in that hard. I thought that no, was a, a sort of weak And ball. it wasn't clear that the ball was, was – taken. And they did it again to Hayden pulling a guy off a pile. It was yeah. it just – the rest a couple of those I thought were ticky. I mean, we listen. We had plenty of penalties that were stupid, false starts, uh, illegal formations, like that kind of Killer. stuff. The penalties Killer. on the extra point that pushed us back. Um, it clearly wasn't good. I just think it was maybe not quite as bad as the numbers would say. No, no. I, I think the rest were awful in general, but uh, the Browns were worse. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the bottom line. That's a nice uh, all right, before. Before we move on to happier things, Maddie, let's talk about the most important thing from the game yesterday, the debut, official regular season debut of the Cleveland Browns' new uniforms. Yeah, controversial. 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 Are you a fan? Uh, I, I can tell you one person, one of our friends who is not a fan. Who's Scott that? Fuller. Scott Fuller, he, he is a traditionalist. He, he does not like change of any sort. He actually still against, He's still against the orange helmets. He wants us to have the white helmets and white uniforms that we all had and the, and the all-white players we used to have. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Just, just kidding. Just kidding. Not that old-fashioned. Uh, it's funny. I went into uh, – I, so I was watching in the Browns backers bar out here in San Francisco, and a yeah. guy walked in with one of the new uniforms, not the brown with the orange, but the all-orange one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like oh, oh, I do not like, I do this, not thing. like this thing. <laughs> Too, busy. Too busy. But then, actually, I saw him out on the field. I sort of liked him. Yeah, I- I, I didn't mind them. I, you know, the funny thing is, this is going to be crazy. What was the thing that Browns were most mocked for? The, the, the uniforms were received kind of, you know, when they came out, the big unveiling. Uh, people were kind of like, actually, they kind of didn't blow this. They kind of doesn't look so bad. Uh, but the thing they got hammered for, uh, for being such a ridiculous no-change change, with the saturation change, the change in the orange color. Yes. Honestly, that's my biggest problem. That orange sucks. I, 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 it's not the Cleveland Browns orange. It makes it look kind of red on the TV. It looks weird. Yeah, uh, that's actually my biggest problem. I actually kind of like the new uniforms. I kind of hate the color. They reminded me. I'm still trying to figure out who it is. They reminded me of some high school team in Northeast Ohio's football uniforms, and I can't. I couldn't quite place it. I wanted to say orange, but that might be that might be wrong. But they had that sense. I don't know. I I, I didn't mind them. I didn't mind them. I I, I kind of liked them. I mean, there's like well, how many, there's like eleven different combo matches, I think, mm-hmm. right? Right? It's pretty exciting. Oh, yeah, like that. It's pretty exciting, man. Maddie, something new, something new, something new. exciting, something to talk Apparently about. Apparently, when I saw actual play, yeah, on Twitter it seemed like people hated them. Yeah, yeah, um, but you know when they were first unveiled, I think the people that liked them had already announced they liked them. So I think this is people who weren't paying attention before, just being like just being surprised them, yeah. by, them. yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my family uh, uniformly hates them. Uh, Katie and my dad. And my sister Kelly well, no is. No shock uh, from your dad. Yeah. Oh, here's, here's an interesting uh, uh, side note. So, so um, my sister Kelly, who's a big Browns fan, like she, she's more like a Browns fan and just kind of pays attention to the Cavs and Indians, but she's like rabid Browns fan. Uh, uh, her, she married an actual Steelers fan, uh, uh, Fred, my, my brother-in-law Fred, who is now a Browns fan for the sake of his marriage. That's that's, yeah, that's how much of a Browns that, fan she is. That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, uh, so she's a serious Browns fan. She forgot, you know, she scheduled uh, to watch her son play uh, at a baseball game, so she missed part of the game, but she recorded it. 
And she just announced to me when she got back at like, you know, this is like four minutes left in the fourth quarter. She's like, all right, just got back. I'm watching on delay. And so I just said, Kelly, stop. Just, just go, to the, go to the Indians game. And she got really pissed at me. So did I, did I cross a line here, uh, Maddie? I felt like the, the unspoken rule is if it's a complete blowout for your team, you don't you let them know. You let them know. Don't, don't bother watching. You and I do this all the time, Pat. Exactly. This is our rule. Like if it's close, even if even if you know that we've lost the game, right? Yeah. Even if and, it's a heartbreaker, you let them watch. Yeah. Right. Or if you lose by like seven or eight, you know. But like it was, it was the yeah. the game was in question in the last five minutes, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Then then you'll you'll you won't tell me anything. You won't give me any tip offs about how awesome it is or how bad it is, and then I watch. But if it's a blowout, you tell me. Don't watch, Patty. I, I, I yes. think this is this is normal, right? This is the normal thing you do. Yeah, your sister's just out of her mind. She doesn't know. Well, her whole point is that she doesn't do any other. She doesn't watch any other kinds of football. It's the only team that she watches, which is, you know, frankly, a terrible decision <laughs> uh, to make the Browns your only football that you watch. Um, but uh, and so, yeah, she just likes to be able to watch and see what was so bad about it. But you know, anyway, sorry, but not yeah. sorry, Kelly. Every sorry. Yeah, everything was bad about it, Kelly. Just, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I am going to buy one of the new uniforms at some point. Probably Joe Thomas. Um, I think you got to go Joe Thomas here. Yeah, Joe Thomas for sure. Um, right, that was that really funny moment before we move on to the Browns, where Joe Thomas did some expert blocking on his guy and still gave up a sack because because Johnny Menzel was doing his ran block. into it. No, well, he just he just kind of like. He, he looked up and was like, all right, I'm free. There's no guy on my left. I'm outside the pocket. It's like, yeah, dude, guys can run from the other side of the pocket all the way around <laughs> and sack you. And Joe Thomas to stop blocking. He's like, all right, I did my job. The, the ball should be out of here by now. <laughs> or she should be running for the uh, first down. Instead, he was looking to pass. Like, yeah, no, you got you to gotta know. And I, I feel like that's the kind of thing that Joe Thomas would be like, uh, hey, Johnny, no, <laughs> that's your clock. <laughs> I'm going to block Eddie, this have you guy heard, have you heard- for seven seconds, and then you got to fucking run. <laughs> Have you heard anything about McCown's status for next week? I have not. And, in fact, here's a big question actually I wanted to ask. We didn't get a chance to ask. Uh, if McCown uh, clears concussion protocol, I feel like he will. He wasn't knocked out at all. He seemed like himself, but clearly he didn't pass, pass concussion protocol. I'm glad we did that. Uh, but it sounds to me like – I, I don't know. I'm no doctor. <laughs> but I, I got to assume that wasn't the most severe concussion if he was never out of it and looked so uh, lucid the whole time and just right. – you know did, just they could tell from doing the test that he had, did have a little bit of a concussion. Uh, assuming that he clears concussion protocol and is ready uh, next week, uh, who starts for you on, on Sunday? McCown, 100%. Yeah, I agree. It's not even close. Yeah, no, I agree. But that first half, I was really encouraged by, by Johnny, and I feel like he can build off that. So, yeah, no, um, there's no, there's, there's no, there's no uh, 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 controversy here, right? I don't, not to me. Yeah. I think it would be silly um, to do to, to mess with this. Patty, what do you think our odds are next week? Oh, bad. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, let's, let's, let's adjust our, our season schedule, Maddie. Um, uh, we originally went through the entire uh, calendar schedule uh, in, in our Browns season preview, and we came out to an objective 8-8, eight and eight, but when you and I both applied our Browns discount <laughs> of the Browns completely blowing games they should win, uh, I came up with mm-hmm. six wins, you came up with five wins. Uh, because this was what we kind of all agreed that the Browns should win three and um, in these first three games. Uh, I could discount this as one of the discount games. And so I'm still on target for six games, but this was a really discouraging loss. I'm, I'm going to downgrade further and, and go with you on a discount of three games. The Browns losing three games. They should win. Uh, 
Uh, I'm going to pick five wins now. Um, oh, I'm, now we're I'm down, down to four for sure. Yeah, and you're downgrading extra games. You're now going four games that the Browns are going to lose that they should win. Um, all right, so so you're at four wins for the season. I'm at five now, down from six. Uh, yeah, I I think this game is now a toss-up as opposed to a game we should win, which is partly why I'm also downgrading. I'm, I, I don't think it's enough to say that we're going to blow two games that we should win. It's like, uh, I'm reassessing these first two games that I thought would be 3-0. Yeah. I think our, our friend, the first, our first fan, Ned, uh, is right when he said uh, and emailed to all of us that if we can't beat the Raiders, this is, this is going to be a really dark season. Um, yeah, I was so, going to say that's the upside is the Raiders look so bad against the Bengals yesterday. Yeah. Or alternatively, the Bengals are really good, and one of the wins we were banking on there, we should throw out the window. Exactly. So uh, we'll see. I, I think things are not as bad as they seem, but things are certainly not good. <laughs> not yeah. looking good. Um, but yeah, I, I think we got, I think it's a toss up next week. I think I think we have to remember that the uh, Titans were playing uh, the worst team of football from last year. Um, they looked true. as bad as they as we thought they'd be. So uh, the Titans were surprisingly good. We thought it'd be a you know one of those uh, as, as our friend a dear friend Dan Riffle uh, said, it's like a koala mat koala fight. Like we thought yeah. we thought it would be a koala fight between these two and just uh, you know. Uh, but instead, uh, the Titans came to play. So we'll see. Um, all right, Maddie, let's move on. Uh, the Tribe, for a brief moment yesterday, were a 500 baseball team. And Tasted three and a half big. games out of the wild card match. And we were up 2 nothing early in game two of our doubleheader before Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer, and uh, we ended up losing big. But we were still within four and a half games. Um, and, uh, you know, Tribe is it's one of the 500. Not impossible. Not impossible at all. I- I'm excited about things. The uh, t- here's a question for you, Pat. The I don't know that it would have mattered because Bauer ended up coughing it up so bad in that game. Mm-hmm. Did you see the lineup we ran out in the second half, second game of the doubleheader? I did not. I did not see that that closely because I was I had to go to services last night for Oshana, so I missed that. It featured no Jason Kipnis, no Michael Brantley. What the fuck is Tito and, doing? And no Gomes, although that's not – I mean, it's the second game of a doubleheader, so no surprising – not surprising that there was no Gomes. Fine, he was resting yeah, sure, with guys. It, it felt like a maybe a dumb time to rest those guys. Unless Kipnis Excellent. is still more banged up than I'm aware of or something. Yeah, that, barring I, I that. I guess that's possible. Brant- Brantley also did have uh, awkward the, the dive that we all saw or at least uh, that I, I saw and texted our friends about. Uh, Brantley had this nice diving – catch in the outfield but he came up uh uh wincing a little bit so he must have hurt himself in game one a little bit he played through the rest of that of that game one but yeah yeah. i'm hoping those guys are gifty because otherwise we're pretty much at at, uh pull out all those stops in these games absolutely absolutely uh yeah without a question we should have uh, we should be playing everyone unless they're hurt i mean that's another question maddie uh i mean we didn't mention this last week when we were talking about the tribe's chances in this playoff run but kluber's been hurt he's missed his last couple starts um, and it's not clear that he's going to be coming back. Uh, yeah, that for his next that start. Hurts. So um, if he can be if he can be ready by his next start, I still like our chances. But if he's not, uh, this is going to be tough to pull off. It's going to be hard. I mean, like, we've talked about this. We need a whole lot of help. We can help ourselves by beating up on the Twins, which will take care mm-hmm. of one of the teams ahead of us. Yep. Um, but then between the Angels and the Rangers, it's going to be hard. It'll be, It'll be real hard, hard to have all 
both of those teams fall apart in the way we need them to. Uh, like I said, I, I, I was telling you about this uh, earlier in the week, but um, our schedule is pretty favorable. We have a ton of home games left. Um, yeah, a lot of home games. And, only one team ahead of us has one has more. I think it's I think it's Texas, um, but they play a ton more. They play they play at least one more game against a, a winning team, uh, and also our opponents all play each other a lot. Um, so that's good and bad, right? You know, the point being that yeah, we have a lot of teams ahead of us, but they're going to be a lot of attrition there. You know, yeah. uh, So so we if we as long as we keep winning against our you know, the teams we're playing, we also play the Twins a lot, who is who are in front of us. Uh, we have a good, uh, we, we have a favorable schedule to make a run at this if we win a lot of games. Um, so if we just focus on winning, we'll be in a pretty good spot because I don't think anyone's going to be able to pull that far ahead uh, unless one team just wins all their games, obviously. But if they all kind of like beat each other up, we have a good chance of catching up to them. How many games left in this season for us, Pat? Uh, I think 21. I want to say 21. We are 70 and 71, yeah. So 21 games. I still think we need to lead, win 16 or 17. Easily, easily, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and we have a bit – look, uh, here's a big test. The, whether we have a chance at this begins in the next four games. We have four games against the Royals coming yeah. up. We got to go to the Royals. Real good. Yeah. We have, I think, a makeup game with Detroit because we had two back-to-back rainouts. And – and we did not get to the last game. Uh, we don't actually have a common day off before the end of the season, so the Detroit game I think will only be played if it affects um, the our our, uh, our chance of making the postseason. Um, so right now, how it works, they usually don't necessarily make yeah. up that game unless it matters in the outcome. So either you know if we're That's down right. by half a game or up, or up by half a game, they're going to make us play that game. Um, but if we're uh, uh, less than that, then uh, I don't think it's going to matter. But that's, that's another game we can win. Detroit sucks. Um, but, uh, you know, we have four games against the Royals. They're really good, obviously. Um, so if we can – if we can, obviously we have to win at least two out of two, but I got uh, – two out of four, excuse me. Uh, but, uh, frankly, we kind of have to win three out of four. <laughs> two, two out of four, we're still in it, but it's not looking great. Um, but if we can pull off three out of four against the Royals, we are really in this because we don't play a better team than the Twins. Uh, I think the rest of the, the, rest of the way. Yep. White Sox, Red Sox, Royals. Red Sox. Do we play the Royals twice, actually? I can't remember. Yep. We have a series in Kansas City starting the 25th. Yeah. So we actually do have the Royals again. But but it's really important to to uh, to, to have a good good showing these next four games uh, to put us down the stretch. Um, now the rest of this home stand is seven games. We got to go five and two at a minimum. Yeah, agreed. Preferably six and one. And I think also yeah, I, I think the real key is if Kluber can can make it back for his next start, which I think yeah. is in four games, yeah. right? Because he he just yeah. he missed the start this, the, today yesterday. Be yeah. Um. So. Yeah, so uh, you know, get, things are not out uh, for the tribe, uh, but they are not looking great. But no, this can't. This can't yeah, I, I did, show us. I have the distinct feeling they're going to come up just for it. Yeah, I, I I feel like you're probably right. Uh, like we did last year, we were what two or three games out uh, at yeah. the end of the season. Um, yeah. But you know, that's 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 exciting. At least we have something to look forward to. These games are still meaningful until until we go on a, a south slide. As long as we're playing above 500 right now. We're still within striking distance for for a, a, a you know a last week run. Yep, totally agree. Um, all right, Maddie, let's move on to the Cavs. 
unless you have anything more to say about the Indians. No, that's I. That's it. They need to win. I'm still excited for them. Lindor's awesome. Still a bright future. It's still still looking good, but it's too early to talk about to talk about the future next year. Uh, if you hear any noise, if you hear any noise in the background, that is my nephew and my son who have run outside to uh, play since they uh, obviously have the day off for Shoshana. So hopefully they won't uh, interfere too much with the uh, the stretch run of this podcast. Um, so Maddie, uh, Cavs news. Uh, LeBron uh, is hosting a voluntary practice down in Miami uh, for the Cavs uh, players. Uh, guess he was not going to that practice. Yeah. TT. TT is still not signed. I counted uh, 10 guys in that picture, Pat. <laughs> I didn't the see five, the picture. Yeah, there's a picture that um, they, the Cavs tweeted it out. LeBron tweeted it out with missing a couple, but you're with us, something like that. Missing a couple, but we're thinking of you guys. Let's get it done. So the five that were missing by my count were James Jones, which is a little weird. Uh, Mozgov, who is recovering from injury and probably in Russia. Delhi, who I think is probably in Australia. Yeah, well, he's actually – but I thought he just he just left Australia. I saw a tweet from him saying uh, – yeah. He's probably on his way. Yeah. I'd be surprised if he's still um, up there. He's, yeah. Um. Sir Dominic. Sir Dominic. <laughs> Favorite name. Who may or may not the actually night. be on the team. And, and TT most prominently. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you saw there's – LeBron was in Toronto a week or so ago and tweeted out something with, with uh, TT. So they're hanging out. They're talking. I don't think it's – I think this is just an agent team thing still. Yeah. We talked about that. I'm concerned about it, and I, I'm, I'm getting antsy. I've been antsy. Um, but it doesn't seem like there's any real bad blood between TT and the team here. This is just Rich Paul trying to do the best he possibly can for his client. So here's why I'm not freaking out yet. Let, let, let's break this down. You tell me where I'm wrong or where this makes sense uh, uh, for what TT is doing um, if he's being serious and not bluffing, right? If he's not bluffing, he's dead serious. Give me the max or I'm walking next year. And to, I'll take the qualifying offer next year. That, that, that's their stance. That's the stance that Rich Paul has right now is that give TT the max right now or we're taking the qualifying offer and we're absolutely not under any circumstances signing with the Cavs uh, uh, at the end of the season. That's what Rich Paul is right. telling the Cavs right now. How yes. that makes no, that, to me, that makes no sense from TT's perspective. So right, right now he's offered 80 million over five years, right? That's 16 million a year, right? Yeah. yeah. My math, right? Yeah, so. that's right. Uh, uh, the, Qualifying offer is about eight million, eight point six, something like that, right? So he's yeah. gonna pass up eight million dollars next year, right? Uh, for the max contract, which is ninety million over five years, which is eighteen million a year. So that's a one to two million per year difference that amounts to ten million, right? Correct. Correct. Uh, even if he's actually doing just asking for for the max contract so we can get eighty five instead of eighty, you know that that would be one million more per year or five million more per year. So he's passing up. But let's, but let's assume it's the max he wants, right? He wants that extra $10 million for the life of the contract of $2 million more per year. He's going to pass up $8 million now. He's going to pass up $8 million now to gain $10 million over the course of five years. Yeah. How on earth does that make sense? That's assuming he can get another $90 million contract next year. I mean, does the cap go up that much that he'll get that much more as a max contract from Toronto that's – Miraculous is going to have this kind of money available to throw at uh, a crucial role player like the TT. Yeah, I don't think Toronto is going to have that room, even with the, even with the cap going up. 
Exactly. And you're right. Tiki is still limited for a power forward or a center, right? Like he can't shoot, can't dribble. He doesn't really have any offense besides his offensive rebounding. Yep. And his dunking, his alley-ooping, you know, but still. Yeah, a little bit of that, but that's predicated on the guys around him. The pick-and-roll finish, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, so I, think, I think this is just a bluff by, yeah, by Paul, yeah. right? I, 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 exactly. Go ahead. Okay, keep going. Sorry. It's a good bluff, and I hope the Cavs call it, right? Like, I think the Cavs should say, we're pretty loaded at this position. We'd love to have you back. We want you. Here's how far we're willing to go. And we're going to stick to that. And mm-hmm. if you really want to try to walk away, whatever. You know, like, I don't think the, I think the Cavs are like, there's no hard feelings. If you take the qualifying offer, we'd be happy to talk about a contract after the season. Mm-hmm. Still welcome you back. We can still probably offer as much, if not more, than what other teams are going to give you. Um, and if you want to roll the dice then, that's fine. But I don't think they need to compromise here. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. I think they are calling his bluff. That's why they haven't signed him. Uh, and it just, yeah. It, I think it's obviously a bluff. It makes absolutely no sense. He's he's. I, I, here's I'll, I'll do a guarantee here. There is no way on Ooh. earth that, Tr- that Tristan Thompson is going to accept the qualifying offer. No I'm, way, I'm, you uh, say, Patty. Mc, McMenamin guarantee. I'm calling it. Um, I'm scared now. What should I do? What, I, if I'm wrong, what should I do? I think just be really contrite. <laughs> uh. All right, you, th- you think of something, and I'll tell you if I'll do it. If, uh, if I'll I'm come wrong. up with something for our next pod. How about that? Good, good. We'll announce next next week, uh, hopefully next week. I'll talk about it in a second about when our next podcast. But for our next podcast, we'll announce what my uh, pledge will be, what horrifyingly embarrassing thing I'll do if TT actually accepts the qualifying offer and, pl- and plays out his last year uh, for $8.6 million instead of $16 million. Uh, yes. which he should be doing. So I, you know, what I think is going to end up happening, though, this, this part I won't guarantee, I think the Cavs will give him something more than $80 million. Probably, probably, maybe they'll give him 85 I think, you know, or something like that. Something that'll, that'll, that'll give Chris Paul, you know, a way to save face that he's not going to win this. Um, you know. But otherwise, right. I, I don't see what he's doing here. I don't see – there's no way we're going to give him $90 million. That makes no sense. We don't have to. Uh, uh, five years, eighty million is better than anything else he can get, and no one's going to pay him more. He, Tristan Thompson is clearly be- better on the Cavs than he is on any other team. I think that's right, and I, I don't, and I think Tristan knows that. And uh, who wants to go away from LeBron for the next five years too? Yeah, for the end of LeBron's year, career, you really want to walk away from that? I don't. I, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, so we agree. The Cavs should not just pony up and end this. They should, uh, they should hold out. And you know, look, if it hurts our regular season schedule, fine. You know, see, sorry, regular season record. Fine, we you know. Yeah, I don't think we care about that. We already made the comparison to Verisal last week. Uh, I think we'll be fine. We'll, you know, all we need to do yeah. is make the playoffs and uh, and have everyone healthy. That's what matters. Um, Pat, one other piece of Cavs news I just saw earlier today. Oh, I missed it. What happened? Former Cav Trajan Langdon, former terrible draft pick Trajan Langdon. I think we took him <laughs> instead of Ron Artest. Mm. Whatever year that was, two thousand one. Uh, back with the Cavs is director of player administration taking over for Raja Bell. Raja Bell was our yeah. Who's a, he had a Phoenix connection with um, right, right. You're Griffin, right? With Griffin. Um, and I huh. allegedly he's leaving to spend more time with his family, and I think that's probably right because I heard only good things about his relationship with the organization. So, Trajan Langan had been with the Spurs, back with the Cavs now. That's fantastic, I guess. I mean, I don't really have no, any positive really. feelings. I don't have any positive feelings really about Trajan Langdon. Yeah, but 
nice. Maddie, thank you for that breaking uh, innocuous and totally inconsequential Cavs news. You're very welcome. <laughs> thank you. Uh, before we go, we, we have been getting some live comments from some of our live viewers. Um, one of which uh, from Jeff Versteeg, uh, the, the vile Stiggy Fins, our friend. Uh, he says, the Titans will smoke us this week. It will not be close. Um, possible. Certainly certainly possible. Uh, I think that's not crazy there, talk. I think that's not crazy talk for any team in the NFL. I would not be surprised if the Bucks smoked us. I would not be surprised if the Raiders oh, smoked the us. Bucks smoked us. I'd be a little surprised, man. I guess. I don't know. Maybe you're right. I mean, I, I, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't predict it. Like, I'm not predicting the Titans are going to smoke us. I think, I think uh, uh, that kind of guarantee is not quite right, but. Uh, it's certainly possible, uh, 100% possible. Yeah. I would. This team is that bad that it can be smoked by anyone in the league. Uh, another question uh, from our friend Dan Riffle, who says, "I get why you, Patty, can do a mid-afternoon podcast on a weekday, but what the hell is not going on in Wise Life?" Uh, referring to Maddie here. Uh, Maddie, you care to answer? Yeah, I work for the the Jewish Federation out here. It's Rosh Hashanah today. We're closed. Our offices are closed. Jesus Christ! I, I, you know, Quite simple. He knows that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. Just casual anti-Semitism from Dan, from Dan Riffle? There's not a lot of Jews where Riffle's from. <laughs> he don't, he uh, don't know. Yeah. The answer where Riffle's from is that you don't, nobody works. <laughs> that's why you can do a podcast in the middle of the afternoon on a Monday. It's because you don't have a job. What I'm curious about is what Riffle and Versteeg are doing that they can actually listen to our podcast. <laughs> that's a much better question. <laughs> I should turn the tables on you, gentlemen. I, I very much thank you for listening live. Uh, uh, there seemed to be some enthusiasm for live listening, so I, I, I was happy to provide the, uh, the live link. Uh, but uh, still, yeah, I think we can turn the question to you, sir. Um, well, uh, Maddie, unless you have anything else to add, um, ho hold on a second. Another, another comment from Riffle coming in. Uh, O.J. Simpson, not a Jew. That's from Riffle. Uh, uh, a nice reference to the uh, Hanukkah song. He is culture. He has culture. Yes, yes. Very good. Uh, Riffle uh, also is not a Jew. Uh, Maddie, unless you have anything else to add for the podcast, uh, I think that does it. No, that's good. Depressing, yeah. but you know, yeah. this is where this is our sweet spot, Pat. We feel very comfortable here. Mm -hmm. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah. Uh, the, the brown season has returned. Uh, I don't know when we'll be back. Uh, we, we're going to try to be back next week, but the problem is, Maddie, as you well know, and some of our listeners know, uh, I am about to be a father of two, uh, Ooh, yeah. no later, no later than this Wednesday at 8 AM. Uh, That's right. We have a, we have a schedule delivery, so, uh, it might happen sooner, but I, I doubt it. I think it's going to, going to be a uh, baby that'll wait for, uh, for Wednesday's, uh, procedure. Uh, and I will be uh, Sunday. I'm actually returning from the hospital. That's we're scheduled to return from the hospital on game day Sunday. So uh, it'll be difficult to see if I'll be able to pull myself away for a podcast on Sunday night. That that may not happen. Uh, well, Pat, the good news is I am on vacation next week. Ooh! Uh, all week I'm in North Carolina. I'm in the Outer Banks, which you know well, uh, and have That's a pretty exciting. free schedule. So I have uh, a lot of availability. Ooh, maybe and, we can pull this off. And my brother's going to be there too, so maybe we'll have him hop on. And have oh, some nice! A, spe a special guest. Yeah, jo Johnny the Youngner. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Uh, so, so all I'm uh, saying is your schedule I totally understand, and you should uh, prioritize that. Obviously, if you happen to have thirty to ninety minutes of time that you think you can do something in, I can almost assuredly uh, accommodate with my schedule. 
Beautiful. I, I think we should probably aim for sometime on Monday, but almost at similar time to the day, and we'll just see what the nap schedule's like and see uh, whether sure. I can uh, tear myself away. It might be one of those things where I'll, I'll give a, a rough range. To, this, this is a note to our live viewers. <laughs> Uh, I'll give a rough range for when I'm hoping to do it, and it'll all be dependent on the baby going down for a nap. Uh, I've totally forgotten how long infants uh, sleep <laughs> the first couple of weeks of life. I honestly have no memory. I just know they sleep a lot. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll see where things are at. Uh, certainly my parents will be around, so they'll be able to, to watch for a little bit. So we should be able to get some done. So let's, uh, Good. Let's as long as you prioritize this podcast in your in your life, that's all I want to. Make Absolutely, sure that, 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 that's, that's what Becca has asked me to do. She wants to make sure that, that, that whatever happens with the baby, the podcast comes first. And I thought was I know. Really, really, uh, I mean, my I wife know how much she loves this podcast. So that's she does. Wonderful. She's very, it's the most. It's, it's probably the most important thing in her life uh, after me and Arthur, yeah. uh, but a close third. Uh, all right, so that does it for the uh, Cleveland Sports Hour with Maddie and Patty. Maddie, I think we actually hit like a, almost exactly an hour. This is uh, scary. This is impressive. Uh, we really didn't want to talk much more than an hour because it's depressing to talk more than an hour about the Browns when they play like that. Yeah. Uh, so, so we will be back next week, almost assuredly, uh, time TBD. Uh, but until next time, uh, this is Maddie and Patty saying, Brunch. Ship. Ship. It's all right. All right. See you later, Maddie. All right, buddy. Good luck with that baby. Oh, well, it'll be good. <laughs>